This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome, 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 welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. It is something for the weekend time. Joining me to discuss the upcoming top four clash with Tottenham Hotspur. Well, one of us is in the top four, so it's technically a top four clash. Is it not, Mr. Bud? Technicalities, but yes. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Well, I'm not actually. I'm very short on sleep. Uh, uh, there was a Villa fan consultation group meeting uh, at Villa Park yesterday, which went on, uh, I was going to say, till the early hours, but uh, two and a half two and a half hours. So started at half six, finished at nine, and then you, know, you get back, and then you're doing stuff. And uh, unfortunately, I don't have a driver like Perslow, so I can't work in the car. I uh, have to get the train. But anyway, uh, I could do with a night's sleep before the this uh, foresaid Villa Spurs game uh but we will uh, get on to that uh just quickly uh that meeting the fan consultation group meeting is embargoed until monday but it's essentially it's just so the club have time because there's a match they're obviously a bit busy but so they have time to get the meeting uh notes out uh, on monday or tuesday so uh, it's all kind of unified because you know these meetings are off the record behind closed doors so you can actually have a proper conversation you know as in you know any company like board meetings it's so uh, you don't get a version of christian parlo personally where he knows that everything he's uh, going to say is going to be on public record and turned into clickbait on the uh, birmingham uh, live website and he censors himself and you just get a load of pr so you can have a proper conversation and uh, you know the more meetings you have the more trust you build so uh, this one was probably the best uh, certainly uh, in with this current ownership uh, meeting that uh, fan consultation meeting that we've actually had actually uh, in terms of the scope of things we spoke about which uh, I'll 
be a bit more free to speak about uh, on the on the next main show. This is uh, a show if you are new to the channel, which is just dedicated to uh, the weekend ahead, and we just catch up on a few things. Uh, just before we go on there, I will clear up uh, on the on the pricing thing. Uh, I mean, I, I walked into that room and there was a lot of talk about this thirty and a lot of mention of this thirty uh, percent uh, rise, but uh, as if it was like this blanket across uh, the board rise all uh, ticket prices season ticket prices would go up 30% and I just thought that's not going to fly in any shape or form whatever your waiting list is uh, that's a big increase in one go in the current financial it's a huge increase and uh, it just doesn't sound right so I you know just ignored that as as I do with most things on social media the upshot is uh, everybody's getting at least 10% a 10% increase that's across the board now certain areas and it's not that many will be up to a zone. The main ones I notice were the lower north, which uh, has been cheap as chips for a while now, which was, uh, I think it was zone five, was it? I'm, I'm I think sure. it was I mean, I've, I haven't actually sat there since the first season they introduced the home, the home fans sitting back down there. So I, I've not sort of never. Oh, no. I, I used to go in the corner for Manchester United Just games. A bit of spice. There was, there was no sitting involved, uh, by the way. So. Uh, Nobody sits there. But uh, so there's that potentially combi- compounding. Also, I, I, the lower north, sorry, the lower halt end in the middle is going up a zone. So it replicates the uh, the mid upper halt. So that's going to put a zone as well. Apart from that, I don't think there's that many uh, zonal changes. For example, where we are, uh, K4, it's the, you know, it's the same. So it's we have the minimal uh, price increase, although you know it's not the cheapest place to be, but it's ten uh, percent. What you will have though is a, uh, a shaving of the concession uh, discount, and I think concessions have been uh, heavily uh, reduced. So they've had a strategic ten-year analysis of all uh, pricing points. Uh, they've compared it to other clubs and to be honest generally Villa has always been seen as good value which I mean I don't know if you agree with that as Villa is good value in comparison to the rest of the I Premier think League. so we've always tended to be in sort of what bottom third so uh, so we're in a situation where the concessions made it you know even more so I think you know and, uh, under 14s uh, you know we're getting like 83% off they will get like 60% off under 18s give you a ballpark figure it's like half price 50 percent. but where there's a, a bit more of a cut is uh under 21s which uh it's just going to be 20 percent off and i think that's going to be uh i think they're over 50 percent at the moment in terms of uh the cut so it might be f- forcing out uh i mean imagine if you're in the lower north and you're uh let's say 19 there's going to be real you're going to get a, yeah. a sucker punch there. It's almost like they're pricing out uh, the young element, but the problem is you're getting rid of people who are creating the atmosphere. I mean, we'll talk more about this on the main show. Over 65s, I think it's going to be a 20% uh, cut. So that's also a, a reduction as well. There's going to be a you know big percentage of people that will just get 10% and that's it. And when you look at it over a period of uh, time, we've had three years in the championship. We, we haven't had it actually had a steady increase in ticket prices at a Premier League level because we, we dropped into the championship. So you've got three seasons there where they couldn't really up 
the actual prices because they've got to bear in mind that we're actually paying for more games now. So uh, in the championship, you're playing a lot more games and you really can't uh, you know, ask for Premier League prices. And then you're in the situation uh, where there was a uh, you know, season and a bit behind closed doors. So you've lost that amount. So there, you know, there hasn't been any income there or price increase. So that 10% is essentially... Uh, a few seasons of price increase, essentially. It's almost like five years of catching up, isn't it? It's kind of... Not the greatest timing no. uh, in terms of energy prices. Uh, Costs of living, etc. Potential recession, uh, the, the financial markets being down. And even just getting to the ground is more expensive at the moment. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll go into it more detail uh, elsewhere. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, it'll be 10%. And uh, some people, it's it's if you are in a zone where uh, they are phasing out that zone because they want to simplify it, and then also you're a concession at the same time, then uh, you may be facing a whole new world, and you may have to reevaluate your life, yeah, <laughs> and your life choices. But you know, this is the thing; it's uh, it emboldens the club as any business would if they had a twenty-two thousand uh, waiting list. And it's all about yields. Uh, you're going to put up prices. Of course, 22,000 are not going to buy a season ticket with increased prices. And enough will until they expand. Once the expansion comes, it becomes a different ballpark. But for now, we are, I mean, for the, for the first time in the last, what, two, two seasons or so, for the first time in its history, we are oversubscribed. And, you know, we're in a ballpark now where we've got Gerard as manager and we've got, uh, you know, players like Coutinho instead of Glenn Whelan, uh, you know. <laughs> what a comparison. Paying Glenn Whelan's retirement fund, for example. Yeah. So there is a difference in expectations and uh, it's just unfortunate. I mean, for example, like the COVID situation has put in that situation where you are jumping higher than uh in terms of price hike than you would normally uh, have to suck up so uh that is the the only real bad news that came out of that meeting when uh more is revealed uh next week there's a lot of positive stuff in terms of you know what they're looking at uh in terms of uh you know the squad the transfer situation and also the uh the North Stand expansion and uh, how that is actually going to plan out is uh, quite interesting. And uh, that's actually going to go to a consultation phase where fans will be consulted on it. I mean, uh, let's just say the, the Witten side of things, uh, it's going to just going to be a huge transformation. Which for the is better. needed for a long time, hasn't it, man? That is a very t- yeah. tired end of the ground. Downtrodden, uh, well, just the whole area that, yeah. uh, I mean, from the, the train station to the stadium, you are looking at a almost a cosmic transformation but more of that later let's get into uh the show something for the weekend is normally short and sharp but we like to kick it off uh, with a villa minute because it's so famous the villa minute nowadays we always get sent luxurious watches as these watch companies actually design watches uh from their raw imagination just for this show so they can send it to sponsor this segment and we even get the collaborations now as well as of this week what what came through the post i just gave him your po box there thank so you what, very what much you it's get? always appreciated what? david <laughs> well, what did you get this well, week? The, uh, the good people at roger dubuis in collaboration with lamborghini i might add sent us a nice pair of Excalibur Spider Aventador S, cool 189 grand each. Is there a higher class of uh, eBay? Because I'm just not getting the uh, the bids that I, that I want for these watches. Where do you go for like high-end stuff? If you just want to... 
I mean, you know, Gumtree, that you can't really do that. Craigslist, uh, not really. We need to uh, do a bit of googling, I think, if we're going to continue. We need uh, a broker, this ra- David. Racket. That's what we need. We need a broker. We need a proper Ooh, broker. Oh, there's a good idea. Yeah, any watch brokers out there want to want to cut the action. <laughs> So, without further ado, I'm, I'm quite interested by this uh, uh, Lamborghini. This this minute's going to fucking fly by, <laughs> <laughs> or it'll crash. <laughs> well, it, it internally it combust. But yeah, this uh, Lamborghini uh, collaboration watch. Uh, probably uh, expecting uh, this Villa minute in uh, probably closer to thirty seconds. Oh, good luck with that. Gonna... Right on your marks, get set, go. Villa ventured to the black country for the derby that isn't a derby against the Dogheads, looking to reignite their season. Again. Didn't you return? Sanson got a red start and Leon Bailey found himself in the starting lineup for the fifth time this season. Villa started brightly for all of seven minutes before a comedy of errors led to Wolves being gifted the lead, following slips by McGinn and Conza. An own goal by Ashley Young made it double trouble for Villa, whose tendency to gift wrap teams' goals continued to a shambolic degree. Where was Villa's midfield? Tumbleweed. Two minutes at the break and a long way back for Estrian Co. Watkins fluffed his lines and put through by Young, although he later converted a rather dubious looking penalty. Villa slumped to their third consecutive defeat. While a 2 1 scoreline suggested a close contest, it could have been a Molyneux mauling by half time, leaving Gerard wondering why his players can't get up for a local derby. Villa's fixtures to end the season were finally announced with Liverpool, Palace and Burnley all arriving at Villa park in a nine-day period, where fans might as well bring their sleeping bags and move in. But first, they return home to take on Conte's top four chasing Spurs side who haven't lost to Villa Park since 2008. Are Villa's hopes of a top-half finish fading? Ooh, to be continued. Yeah, I noticed that double trouble uh, reference there, you sordid individual. Yeah, sorry. It's Roger's influence, I can't help it. I had a quick coffee with Roger's the other day, it must have, it must have, it must have slipped in. Oh, there's another Dis- one. Disgraceful. <laughs> we have to ration his appearances just to keep the tone uh, more family friendly. Uh, Stephen Gerrard's press conference, what's happening in terms of injuries? Uh, Mings and Buendia picked up Knox versus the Mighty Wolves but uh, have trained and uh, they should be available for Spurs in his own words. Yep, and Danny Ings will obviously be back after his wife gave birth, so congratulations to the Ings family. Nakamba, be interesting to see if he starts. He'll definitely uh, be in the matchday squad, whether he'll ease him in with a few minutes off the bench or uh, get him in there and uh, see what happens. Yeah, he got through an hour, didn't he, on, uh, it was last week, in the 23s, so you never know, he might say try and get through an hour in the in the first team, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, Gerard actually highlighted him uh, at the start as one of the reasons why uh, Villa had bounce and uh, consistency uh, in the early stages of his managerial reign. He said uh, he's been missed and this week we have pushed him. He's an important player, so we will get him ready for 90 minutes. He'll be a big help to the team. Do you think you'll play him straight off the bat? Hard to say, although because we've had such a crap performance at the Molyneux, you could make a you know, you make a sort of an argument for saying, well, try and get through an hour and we've got options you can bring off the bench and he played against Spurs when we beat him at the end of last he did. season. Well, he didn't was, he? If I remember rightly, I think we pretty much gave him the man of the match, didn't we? He was yeah. great that night. I mean, we we don't know if he's how fit he is, but if he's uh, let's say he's match fit, and as uh, Gerard says, he'll be ready for ninety minutes. I think he'll throw him in because he, he Gerard would be gasping to make changes yeah. after just to uh, you know after that reaction he got how they started against Wolves. Uh, well, you've got to send if, a message out, haven't you, to certain players? And it's like, if we, if I give you opportunities and you don't take them, you can't expect to stay in the team. So if Nakamba's physically fit, I think he'll throw him in because it's not as if he, he's gambling and you know he needs a few minutes to get him back. It's uh, If he's 90 minutes fit, then he's playing. Well, I he's think. got a couple of, at least two weeks of training, maybe three, and yeah. then 60 minutes of game time. So 
you shouldn't be far off. Yeah, no, exactly. And the amount of games we're playing in May, good heavens. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> 90 minutes in the banker a start now, we, we, you know, sets him up to get him ready for that. Yeah, it's a pretty hect- hectic end to the season. It'll finally feel like we've got season tickets. Yeah, we will need, uh, I think there'll be a little bit of uh, rotation there. Well, it's in the midfield department because nobody's uh, really... Uh, Printing their name on that uh, starting lineup at the no, moment. No, not. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Cool. Uh, anything else uh, that Gerard said? Kind of just the usual stuff, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're kind of this, you know, looking for the cha- you know, the challenge of trying to grab a position against the top six and again, you know, to test ourselves against where we want to be, which let's be frank this season, we haven't done a very good job of. We're actually yet to beat anybody when they've been placed within that top six this season. So hopefully the tide will turn against Tottenham. I think it's a difficult time to play them. Um, you know, they are in really good form. Conte's got them fired up. And the usual stuff about, you know, giving their fans a, a sort of a performance to be proud of us, you know, there's especially the fans away from home have been watching some pretty crap football recently by the Leeds win. Yeah, because the interesting thing is uh, you're looking for motivation for the final, you know, final few weeks. And uh, from a you know supporter's point of view, you want to finish in the top half and you're hoping that uh, these players' pride, uh, you know, is, is on the same kind of level. But it's, in terms of those minute motivation you know, the difference it gives you, it's not that much of a carrot on a stick, is it? But uh, then you look at the financial situation and, uh, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't remember how much a place is worth, but it's about, is it 1.5, something like that? 1.5 million something or a million? Like, yeah. Let's, you know, put it as a conservative 1 million. If every place that Villa finish higher, you know, when it comes to like planning for the next season or you know, whatever, and it comes to the women's team, but you know, who, who, you know, let's let's face it, it's a common knowledge that it's run at a loss. But you are more, you know, if you finish, let's say ninth instead of eleventh, you know, that's a, that's a couple of million straight away. And uh, even if you're just talking about the women's team, you know, if if they needed an extra player, and, and they probably need a few players to get them up the next level then that's that becomes a reality and something you can sign off but if you're finishing below where you project yourself to be then you're going to look at cuts and you're going to be more reluctant to be you know flamboyant in different areas that aren't uh, bringing in the money but that doesn't seem to trickle down to the players and it that still is you know they're just yeah. that for the club uh it's a big thing in terms of when you go down the you know the various pyramid of the club and the areas that kind of rely on a flourishing villa that it is a big thing but uh it's not a carrot on the stick for players really is it i don't think it makes enough difference does it it's not like we're chasing down even the potential for being in the mix for like a you know a conference league place or anything you know we're so far yeah. off the pace for that now you know, I think a lot of the expectation would have probably been in, well, we won't be a top six side, but if we can be top eight, that would be considered a very good season. That's certainly what we'd discussed. I, th- I look at it now and think, if you even if we get ninth and tenth with the way Leicester looking with their games in hand and we've got to play them, um, you consider it probably an achievement now on our current form. Yeah, because you can sell the narrative, it's the next step yeah, the next to step challenging to Europe. Half. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and even though you would want to be challenging uh off the back of last season and you know there was spend to uh suggest uh we were we were certainly aiming that way uh you can worst case scenario frame it to agents new players well you know we've moved up to the top half 
you coming to the club is going to take us to this next level. Problem with Spurs, uh, they're somebody who uh, carry a dark sign over us, don't they? Oh, it's just the record against them, especially at Villa Park, is horrendous. And they're, they're a team that seem to have a knack of getting their shit together when they're playing against Villa, however wobbly they are. Other than last season when we played them away, where I thought they were pretty crap. They always seem to just turn up to Villa Park and manage to get the job done in recent years, even when they haven't played particularly well. Yeah, it's like the United The United curse is something that you kind of live with. It's like a family curse or something. It's something you, you you get on with your life and you know, and and it makes you want to fight back. This kind of Spurs curse is weird because you know fans of certain ages just see used to see Spurs on the same level as Villa. Yeah, it was like Spurs, Everton, same kind of ballpark, shifting around. You know, sixth. Foot seventh, eighth in the table, getting the odd European uh, night and uh, up for the game when you play them to beat them. But uh, but you look at the record; we've won just two of the last twenty Premier League games against Spurs, including three draws. It's, that's fifteen losses in twenty games. That's, that's shocking. I mean, it's factoring that was for a pretty dreadful period when Villa were on the decline. But even during that decline, we were beating City and Liverpool, like these, yeah. these other sides. In that period, the record against Spurs is almost one of those ones that we haven't haven't spoken about as much because they're probably not considered one of the real elite elite sides because they haven't won trophies but it creeps they never up on will. you and you're like wow <laughs> I mean admittedly you go into the game thinking well you know will will Villa be Villary or will Spurs be Spursy as uh, as Phil Shaw would put it because this because this is the this is the kind of game where Spurs would slip up in traditionally have we got to the point where we're now using Villary Villarish Oh, they're both horrible. Spursy is Spursy. That's like Spursy's almost. Spursy's uh, that. I think it, ours is just typical of bloody Villa. <laughs> Spurs is almost in the Oxford English Dictionary, but uh, I'm hoping Villa get their act together because I don't want any Villary or oh, Villarish. Oh, no. Horrible. They've blitzed us uh, in many ways, uh, and they, they're actually blitzing teams recently as well. So it's all lining up for a, for a goal feast at Villa Park this weekend. And a Villa win. <laughs> Give me the key stat that's that's leads us to the conclusion that Villa will win this game. Well, Tottenham have won their past six Premier League away games against Villa. Only against the Villa themselves have they had a longer winning array run in their league history between was it nineteen fifty and nineteen fifty six. So we are due one, you could say. So if they beat us this time, they equal their previous record against us as yep. well of consecutive away games won. What was happening in the fifties that? We let Spurs beat us seven times on the trot. That's back when we were good. Jesus Christ. Couldn't couldn't have been that good. That just leaves us to end on the the usual uh, ponder of uh, if we are to improve our first 11 and we're allowed to take one player from the Spurs ranks, uh, who are we poaching from Spurs? I'd say probably Son, although... you don't quite know where you'd play him, but you you would like. I mean, I, he's one of my favourite players in the Premier League from, yeah, from, from an I opposition think, player. I just think he's great, and I, I quite like his personality as well. He, he seems like a nice guy. Attitude, personality, commitments. Uh, <laughs> he's got end product, hasn't he? Fucking effective as well. Yeah, he is. Let's face it. You look at the Villa team, and you, you as you said, where would you play him? I think you could replace anybody in that team, including Coutinho. Oh, well, he, he's certainly. I would say certainly more consistent than Coutinho and probably um, gives you a little bit more fight because he's physically bigger and stronger, isn't he, and quicker. And away from home, he's probably more effective, I'd imagine. It's that kind of attitude where he's 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 just sniff, he's looking to create danger all the time. He doesn't sleep. Coutinho can go missing for a bit where you go, well, oh, he didn't realise he was playing. 
But that doesn't happen with Son. Son's always alive. I mean, in that last trip to uh, the Spurs stadium, I mean, there's is, is a case in point. He won him that game, you know, fair and square. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he's, you know, he's, he's always a threat and uh, probably uh, underrated in the context of how Harry Kane gets all the headlines. Well, yeah, he's, he's not, he almost isn't considered like one of those like box office players in the league, although you, you kind of think, well, why not? Maybe it's because he plays yeah. for Spurs. I, I don't know, because he's so effective and relatively consistent as well. And I think he's a player that gets in the Liverpool team. I mean, it's oh, yeah. uh, that's it's quite a tough order, but uh, pretty much gets in any team. Uh, that's how highly uh, I would rate him. Or gets in and improves, I would say. Yeah, uh, I mean, just looking. I mean, obvious one would be Harry Kane, but uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Harry Kane. I've got to say that nothing against him. <laughs> I'm just sort of like I, I'm pretty, I don't I'm know pretty why. neutral for some reason. Yeah, uh, just something boring about him. Does he turn up in the big games? <sighs> As many as as many big games as Spurs play at the moment. I mean, I actually, I really like Mora as well. To be fair, when he plays for them, I think he's yeah. a good player as well. Uh, I mean, they've got a def- apparently they've got a defensive midfielder that we were after, but mm. uh, maybe you would poach him. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's probably best not to mention mention his name. But certainly, uh, from what you said in the previous show, that he's doing all right at Spurs at the moment. Yeah, he's, he seems uh, to be growing into it. I think they they seem to like him. Um, Certainly, we know the fan base too, yeah. If he's any good, we all know because Spurs uh, will finish top four. (laughs) If he's not, Arsenal will. It's it's as simple as that because that's what, in their case, they buy players for is to uh, finish in the Champions League. All right, on that note, uh, I think uh, beating Spurs would give us a a, a bit of a tonic, to be honest. A much needed one. A much needed boost because four losses on the trot and then uh, people will think Gerard's a fraud and uh, this I'm talking about social media and uh, it just gets a bit nasty. We're, you know, we're, we're kind of uh, looking forward to craziness in May, multiple games a week. And we can also, of course, have an impact on the top and the bottom of the table. It's like it's nice to yeah. be actually impacting the business end of the table, considering we haven't really been impacting anything this season. It's been a bit of a nothingy one. We're, we're not the lead actors in the rest of the season, but we have a part to play, and uh, that's we can be pantomime villains. And I'll, I'll, I'll take that at this moment. If you're, if you're a mid-table team, why why not wreak havoc and uh, and despair on other teams' ambition? I think that's a good place <laughs> to finish. Indeed. Uh, by the way, do subscribe to uh, astonvilla.wtf, which is uh, a newsletter I'm putting out. Basically, my reactions. I've, I've, I've had enough of uh, just reading bullshit and, and uh, clickbait slush. So uh, once a week, I just put out something that's uh, straight up. And the first one is very good. And tells it as it is and uh, keeps it real and whatever other uh, description uh, you want to say. No ads, no clickbait straight up and uh the first edition was giving you uh insights that i uh i got a couple of weeks ago actually i mean that shows you how i'm not diving all over social media to uh, put out stuff uh it's because i'm lazy maybe <laughs> and we've been on holiday a lot <laughs> well not really I, I mean i could have put it out but but anyway it's uh, definitely worth checking out it's free to subscribe so uh do that and uh i promise you it won't waste your time and if you do end up reading it you'll probably end up reading it in the evening mail anyway yeah, basically I write it so uh, so the uh, Birmingham Live can just uh, chop it up and uh, put it out without any acknowledgement whatsoever and say, oh, it's we've been told, or our sources have confirmed. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> Funny how uh, your sources uh, 
have also waited two weeks to put out exactly the same information that hasn't been out anywhere else. Funny that, absolute shameless. And but we'll deal with those uh, those people in due course. Meanwhile, make sure you uh, follow sh- the show and subscribe. And some people call it follow, some people call it subscribe on whatever uh, podcast app you're using. And please do uh, support the show by becoming a patron to get access to extra shows, where no doubt we will be discussing the fun consultation group meeting uh, in a lot more detail where we have space to right let's get ready for spurs away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.